you. Well, Wisconsin's voter registration maintenance system violates federal law, according to testimony in the Wisconsin state legislature today. And nobody's covering this, despite the fact that the same system is used in 31 states. So if true, and it's going through the courts right now, this could potentially go to a Supreme Court and we would find that 31 states have been violating federal law in making sure that the correct people are registered and the voter rolls are following the law. So this is huge news and uh, nobody's covering it. Testimony today, I'm going to play clips for you. Uh, Another bombshell testimony in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has been zoning in on what the heck went down with its elections. And uh, very few people have covered what Wisconsin is finding into the uh, is re- in regards to the big lie. I hope that YouTube likes that I'm calling it the big lie, uh, because the truth is, the media has been spreading a big lie about what went down with the election. So let's get to some of the truth on this uh, in the hearing that the media doesn't want you to know because it goes against their big lie. Okay, let's start with sound by. Uh, now this was. Um, Attorney Eric Cardall, who uh, is a special counsel with the Thomas More Society representing the Wisconsin Voter Alliance, he was called to testify before the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections. Uh, Representative Janelle Branchen uh, chairs that committee. She is a Wisconsin uh, state legislator. And after hearing his testimony, she agreed we need to throw out this system that is ineffective and illegal (laughs) and perhaps the reason that the voter rolls in Wisconsin are so freaking screwed up. Uh, And by the way, word is that George Soros funded the creation of this system that is used in 31 states. It's called Eric for short. We're going to get into it. Okay. So let's, uh, let's hear this guy's testimony. It began uh, with him talking about, um, those drop locations, sorry, the Wisconsin high court ruled that those boxes are illegal. It's just in July of this year. Guess who funded those boxes? Zuckerberg. Yeah. Facebook's head honcho. Uh, here's a sound by, uh, from the attorney today. So $216,500 was given to the Wisconsin five cities by a Chicago nonprofit funded by Mr. Zuckerberg under a contractual agreement. Those boxes we purchased and used. And they were you. He also went on to say that it appears, you know, Zuckerberg funneling tons of money to five cities in Wisconsin violates the Wisconsin election bribery code where you can't uh, send money to people to get them to either vote or, or not vote. Um, so that's something he was arguing. I have so many sound bites here that are just crazy. Uh, before I get into it, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. I have turned to this amazing new face serum. It helps reduce the typical signs of aging like dark spots, sagging skin, crow's feet. Tens of thousands of Americans credit this serum with giving them their life back with smoother, firmer, younger looking skin. Get the younger looking skin that you know you deserve by trying this amazing product. This serum is notorious for selling out due to their high demand. If you order now, you will get 38% off free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get yours while you still can by going to glowwithivory.com. Visit that link down in my description, glowwithivory.com. Yeah, it does sell out, actually. Um, First time I tried to order it, it took 
weeks because it was sold out at the time, but I do love using that product. Okay. So let me show you guys, uh, some additional sound bites. So, uh, where do we begin? So he, let's, let's talk about what this attorney brought up. There was an issue with no vote guardianship, which is a very important thing. This is when someone begins to age uh, to such a point where their brain's not working anymore. And uh, this is actually an adjudication, personal adjudication made in court. A judge decides that this person is ineligible to vote because their mind has uh, aged too far that they can't make out what's happening. And so that person is actually listed in the voter roll then as, um, as what is the exact term that they use? Um, they're too mentally declined. Um, they're too mentally declined to vote. So there was an issue with the, reg the the listing of these people in Wisconsin's uh, registration system. First of all, they never take people out of their database when they are listed as um, uh, either deceased or too mentally declined, or perhaps they moved out of state, um, or one of the myriad of reasons that you are not allowed to vote. Uh, they're never deleted from uh, the database. Uh, and as people have previously demonstrated in testimony, uh, it takes about two clicks to flip that person from um, not registered to registered in their system. So there's a concern about uh, manipulating uh, the, all those names in Wisconsin's registration system to be listed as, as registered. But here's the thing, when it comes to these people who have been voting previously, now they are too mentally declined to vote. Um, it, the Wisconsin Elections Commission needs to ensure that they are indeed uh, listed as too mentally declined to vote. Now, this lawyer who is uh, working on several open records requests to get to the bottom of it, what is really happening with uh, the voter rolls in Wisconsin, he's finding a lot of alarming things. But one of the things he he checked individually with um several counties in Wisconsin to see uh, how many of their elderly people have been adjudicated by a judge to be too mentally declined to vote. And he compared that to the statewide Wisconsin Elections Co Commission WIS votes database uh, to see if it matches up. Turns out the statewide database was under-reporting those numbers by ninety per, more than ninety percent. That means less than nine, uh, less than ten percent of the people who should be listed as ineligible to vote because their minds are gone are not listed as ineligible to vote because their minds are gone. In fact, they're listed as eligible, as registered, and as voting, according to his findings. Um, here, here's some of what he said about that. So the underreporting rate was over 90 percent. Uh, you know, and whether it's 50 percent, 1 percent, 70 percent, you know, Wisconsin wants accuracy because these people are actually ineligible to register and vote. 
The reason that we got onto this, uh, as, as I've indicated in the past, is that uh, we found in our nursing home investigation that people who were under uh, no-vote guardianship orders, where a judge said you can't vote, were voting. In fact, they were active. They were registered, active, being sent absentee ballots as indefinitely combined, and voting. Yeah. So he is trying to double-check with open records requests to uh, get to the bottom of just how reliable Wisconsin Elections Commission's database is. Um, And uh, so I took note here that that he and in the group, uh, Wisconsin Voter Alliance, they're continuing to file open records requests and taking those requests to court against uh, probate registers in 13 counties. The counties have filed motions to dismiss, saying the info on whether or not someone is competent to vote is confidential, but anyone can purchase voter roll details from Wisconsin Elections Commission, and it will show that info on their competency to vote next to their name and address. So that is not confidential information. Wisconsin Elections Commission releases it. He simply needs to compare the county level to the state level to see whether the state is staying up to par. Why are the counties hiding this? Uh, They're now having to take this open records request to court. Um, And here is, he breaks down the key reason that they need the the data on this. The reason why we need the information is because it appears that that Wisconsin Election Commission, despite months of criticism of not updating their uh, incompetence listed in the WISVOTE database, they're not going to do anything. Now, one of the reasons they might not do anything is because once they update the database, yeah, we'll see that they all voted. There you go. So... Um, they're playing hard, you know, he, he suspects they're playing, uh, difficult right now with releasing information because it's going to expose just how many of these people in nursing homes, nursing homes with dementia that a judge has said, this person's not allowed to vote because they have no idea what's going on. These people are mysteriously somehow voting. His initial findings have uncovered that he wants to know the exact number. And he's having a hard time, but he's getting to the bottom of this big lie, trying his best while the media keeps its blinders on. Um, So he then turned his testimony to this issue of a system called ERIC. Uh, So ERIC is the Electronic Registration Information Center. Now, the lawyer testifies that this system is funded. It was initially funded by Soros. Soros founded Electronic Registration Information Center. Short, uh, in short, it is called ERIC. Also, um, the man who headed up this organization was da- uh, David Becker, uh, who I guess is a leftist former Obama official. And now 31 United States have signed up to have their voter registration records managed by this progressive organization. Uh, Each state 
pays thousands of dollars per year for this nonprofit to manage their voter registration records. Uh, the attorney breaks down in the, t- in the uh, hearing today that th- this is actually a violation of federal law. Um, let's see here. Uh, let me bring up. You have 31 states cooperating with Eric, which is a nonprofit. And Congress didn't authorize that. You know, I mean, if, if, I think if Congress were given a choice, they would create a government agency to uh, coordinate this function. But right now it's not legally authorized. He goes into the uh, code of the federal law, which is the Help America Vote Act, passed by Congress, which says that states, state officials need to manage state uh, voter rolls. They can't pawn off that important information to some nonprofit from out of state. Yet that's what Wisconsin's doing. He breaks down um, the code here. 21083A1A is accurately quoted. Each state acting through the chief state election official shall implement in a uniform and non-discriminatory manner a single uniform official centralized interactive computerized statewide voter registration list defined maintained and administered at the state level that contains the name and registration information of every legally registered voter in the state and assigns a unique identifier to each legally registered voter in the state. Well, okay, that means the state officials are going to manage your database. He goes on to read more from the, um, <clears throat> the federal code, the Help, America, uh, Help Americans Vote Act, um, unauthorized people cannot access this data. The code breaks down. The state's supposed to manage it. Unauthorized people can't manage it. And nowhere in the code do they mention some out-of-state uh, nonprofit can manage the immense amount of personal details in this information. Uh, here it is. Section 21083A3 is accurately quoted as saying, technological security of computerized lists the appropriate state or local official shall provide adequate technological security measures to prevent the unauthorized access to the computerized list established under this section. So, in other words, if you're not authorized by Congress, you have to be stopped from getting access. And the somebody. Your Wisconsin statute 6.361AE violates HAVA, the Help America Vote Act. And so the, the statute is the statute that authorizes the Wisconsin Election Commission to enter into agreements with the Electronic Registration Information Center. He goes on to say this. You can't change or modify what Congress has written. Now, I, I, uh, you know, we, we look at the data sharing and we look at the protection that they're supposed to be on this computerized list. I just read you to you what the law says. But why did Congress do that? Why did Congress indicate in this law that they want state election officials to administer the voter database, that the data sharing would only be with other government officials, that, the, uh, that there wouldn't be access to, to anyone who didn't have access, authorized access? The reason they did that was, one, they wanted each state to manage their own affairs, two, they want one person to be accountable, your state election officials. 
or, or multiple people, state election officials, to be accountable. Three, they want to protect the privacy of the data. And four, and this is a more recent concern, is to avoid hacks, to avoid foreign governments from getting into the data. I mean, the way it's working now is you give the information to Eric. Eric, uh, apparently, based on reports I see, and gives it to Center, election, uh, Center for Election and Innovation Research, you give it to another organization, another organization. Every step of the way, there could be hacks, or there's vulnerabilities, your private information is out. And so how do we get that back under control? Well, follow the federal law, because it was already considered by Congress that this information should not be shared with other private organizations. In the current contracts, you're giving your data to uh, Eric, like, every periodically, and then Eric's providing the information back. I don't think... Every month. Every month. Every month is how my understanding is. Right. And so I don't think that uh, Electronic Research Information Center was honest in the beginning. And that's the problem. When When you were here at the state legislature and they convinced you to enact this... Okay, so then he goes down and break break down how, you know, he brought up Zuckerberg in the beginning. Zuckerberg was funding this operation with these boxes out on the street side that turned out to be illegal in Wisconsin's high court. And then we've got that billionaire uh, interfering in Wisconsin, which, by the way, Biden beat uh, Trump in Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. It was incredibly close. And... Uh, this this system with the voter registration is is being run in 31 states. He brings up how Soros was part of funding this, which some people are debating that. Uh, uh, multiple outlets are saying Soros did originally fund this Eric system. Gateway Pundit said that it was um, a uh, an anonymous initial donor who got this nonprofit going and then got 31 states to sign on. Um, and that anonymous person was Soros. I have not found evidence that it was, but Gateway Pundit is saying that. And this lawyer is saying that in the testimony, he's talking about the concern with these powerful progressive leftist um, uh, billionaires having access to the intricate details of whether or not someone voted uh, or whether or not they wanted to register even. Uh, So this database, you actually get information on uh, whether they declined to register to vote when they got their driver's license. You can then go and target those people. And he's bringing out, uh, it's interesting that apparently for the 2020 election, this Eric system, not only do they manage and clean the voter rolls, but they are, also recruiting people to vote and somehow they were able to recruit i think it was 17 million people 17 eric located 17 million new voters in 2020 the most in the history of their organization for comparison they only found 5 million in 2012 for obama's reelection so he talks about you know Billionaires shouldn't be the ones um, getting access to this key data. Quaker, David Becker, uh, George Soros, uh, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg realized we can't allow billionaires this preferred position regarding the registration databases. We know that if you have that data, you have an advantage because if someone registers, their propensity to vote goes up 80%. You know what the market rate for getting a, a person, an eligible person, 
registered is, it's 40 bucks. So you can go out and you can hire people to go out and talk to ineligible people and get them registered. And there are companies that do that. And so if you have billions of dollars and you have unique access to the voter registration data, you can target your contracts to go after those people. People who don't have that exclusive access, you know, they're, they're kind of fumbling and guessing. And, and remember, the key to that is that Eric gets the information from your Department of Motor Vehicles, Department of Transportation, they get the information regarding who declined to register to vote. So that's part of the plan, is that information, which is very private, uh, no, one, no one ever signs a disclosure, oh, I'm, I'm, I, don't want, I, I want my information that I declined to register to vote given to Eric. But your law and the contracts allow that to happen. And so then these people get contacted by the progressive nonprofits uh, and cooperating city officials to register to vote, and those people then have a high propensity to vote. And so we've seen massive changes in voting behavior because of this uh, illegal law. Not, not only that, but um, this agency within Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Elections Commission, has an agreement. They have a secret agreement with Eric. Why is Eric's agreement with these states secret? He brings that up. And there should be investigations because I, I think the, it's very concerning that the contracts Wisconsin has with Eric are not transparent. It's very difficult to get the information. It's uh, almost impossible. I mean, I, I know that this committee has tried just to get the signed agreements with the Wisconsin Election Commission, uh, and it's been very difficult, very difficult. And so why won't they share the agreements? Why won't they share what they do? So next up, uh, Wisconsin has to respond to this formal complaint. The Wisconsin Election Commission shouldn't be contracting with Eric because the statute that authorized the contract violates uh, HAVA and the elections clause. So they, under federal law, not in your state law, they have 90 days to complete that. So we'll get the decision you know, sometime, I guess, in, in December. Uh, they say it could end up in Supreme Court because this impacts 31 states. This is huge for the integrity of our entire nation's elections, you guys. We might end up in the U.S. Supreme Court in early 2023, deciding whether ERIC contracts are unconstitutional nationally. And that's an important issue because basically what's happened is ERIC and the progressively aligned nonprofits are back there managing the databases for 31 states, including Wisconsin. And there's no way to restore the credibility uh, of, of America's elections without getting rid of ERIC. So the chairwoman of the uh, Wisconsin Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections, Michelle Branchen, a representative from Wisconsin, responded to the findings, uh, state representative. Um, she and her colleagues can change the law in Wisconsin if the governor will sign up, but he's radical. Um, and they can decide to get rid of the system and start managing their own voter rolls. Maybe that's how the rolls can be more accurate. Do you trust this outside group messing with your lists of voters? I don't. I think that's insane that this group is managing the lists of of 31 states voters. So she responded saying saying that apparently they went under contract with Eric 7 years ago. She went she went on record saying this. Are 7 years later, 
and I have, you look at the amount of social security information and we now live in a different age of data. I am, that is why I am grateful to have this hearing to talk about, do we need to have a legislative fix? And in my estimation, absolutely. What we were promised and now seven years later, what we have, we have nothing from Eric. We have no information that they can give us because of their contractual relationships and why this third party got it um, is makes no sense to me. So she's, you know, we'll see if her colleagues agree, but it looks like Wisconsin may throw out this sketchy voter roll maintenance system. And uh, I know other states are looking at it as well. I think Louisiana and, and Alabama are saying, wait, why do we have this system? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of how these roles are maintained is cloaked in secrecy. I tried to bring that to the forefront here in Texas when I was uh, working for Fox here and said, hey, Harris County, you, are, you guys are the third most populous county in the nation, a lot of voters. How do you maintain the roles? How do you make sure that people who are not supposed to be on that list are out of there? And they said, oh, we can't disclose that. That would be, um, you know, we could open ourselves to hacking if we let the media know how we maintain our list. So just trust us. The lists are perfect. That's literally what they told me. And I, it was like appalling. So total secrecy in this radical city of Houston, Texas, on how they maintain their roles. And um, we're just, you know, Wisconsinites are just discovering how strange it is that they, that, that the state doesn't manage its roles at all. They ship it off to some nonprofit that was started up by a secret donor that people are saying is Soros, who, as we know, is not a nonpartisan guy. So these are concerning times. Hopefully YouTube doesn't delete this video. Yes, checking your comments. It is late night with Ivory. I had to get this out to you guys because I late late in the day I found out that this testimony happened today and that nobody's covering it. So I'm like, well, somebody needs to know these major implications for the entire nation. If 30, if if the roles in 31 states are compromised then the integrity of the entire vote is compromised for every citizen of America. This is really important. Um, check into your comments. Thanks for the super chat, Alec. Quote, when I die, don't let me be a Democrat. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because Wisconsin keeps the dead people on its list. They just flip them to inactive. But it's really easy to flip someone back to active. And that is the concern why don't you just delete those people from the database completely? Thank you for the super chat, John. Well done, I, Miss Hacker. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the support. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Checking your comments. Thanks. Um, get rid of Eric in all 31 states. Uh, that's what that lawyer is trying to do. He's taking it Supreme Court if need be to say, look, this violates federal election code. All right. You're from Wisconsin and you're pissed. Yeah, I'm originally from Wisconsin. This is crazy. My home state is really screwed up. I live in Texas now. Um, why are there no U.S. overnight talk shows? 
Maybe I should start doing my show at midnight, right? And be the only one broadcasting? What an idea. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We will have more tomorrow on Truth Bombs. Um, we've got the Bachelor Outcast uh, coming on the show. Um, so tune into that. Um, this guy was rejected from Bachelor Nation uh, because of his political views. So this will be an interesting uh, in-person Truth Bombs tomorrow. Tune in and we will see you guys then.